to Maritime AgCast, the podcast dedicated to the farmers and the farm community of the Maritimes. We will discuss all things related to the livestock industry with local, regional and national guests, as well as keep you up to date with current markets and industry events. Today, we will be joined by Ellen Crane to discuss the Beef Cattle Research Council online tools. Ellen helps coordinate the development, maintenance and utilization of various extension resources, including the BCRC's webinar, blog articles and other content that you can find on beefresearch.ca. Ellen received her Master's of Science in Animal Science at Dalhousie University. She is a local 4-H leader, a graduate of the Cattlemen Young Leaders Program, and a 2018 Nuffield Scholar. She grew up on her family's cattle farm in Lorne Valley, Prince Edward Island. So Ellen, I'd like to welcome you to Maritime AgCast. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so just off the bat, um, I've had the the pleasure of knowing you for the last probably seven or eight years uh, as you were doing your graduate work at the AC. Since then, is there anything that you haven't done as far as uh, being involved in the research and cattle world? That I haven't done? Yeah. I don't know. It's been pretty uh, a pretty good ride so far since I started my graduate work at the AC. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I think the cattle industry is very fortunate to have someone like Ellen working in the Maritimes as part of a national organization, uh, especially given her work that she's done directly with the industry over the past uh, five or six years. So let's get going, Ellen. Uh, tell us a little bit about who uh, the, Beef, the Beef Cattle Research Council is and what you guys do. For sure. So the BCRC is Canada's national industry-led funding agency for beef, cattle, and forage research. Our organization is funded through a portion of the national levy, as well as government and industry funding, and it is directed by a committee of beef producers from across the country. So we have representative from BC right to here in Atlantic Canada, producers that help make the decisions of research that we're going to fund here in Canada. The mandate of the BCRC is to determine research and development priorities for the Canadian beef cattle industry and to administer the checkoff funds allocated to research. As a leader in the development of the Canadian beef research and technology transfer strategy, the BCRC facilitates and encourages collaboration and coordination among researchers and extension specialists and other funding agencies and industry in order to maximize the benefits that are obtained from all investments in beef research. So as Ellen mentioned, uh, approximately 30% of all the national checkoff collected here in the Maritimes goes to help fund research initiatives and extension activities at BCRC. And Dean Manning, who's on the Nova Scotia Cattle Producers Board and is chair of the Maritime Beef Council, is our representative on the BCRC committee. So we, we do have a direct connection into the BCRC here in Atlantic Canada. Ellen, who else is on the BCRC team as far as staff goes? As far as staff goes, we have Andrea Brocklebank. She's the executive director of the BCRC. Uh, she oversees the BCRC as well as the Verified Beef Production Plus program. We also have Randall Bergen, who is the science director, uh, who provides scientific and industry experience to the BCRC. Uh, we have Tracy Herbert, who is currently on mat leave, and she is the Extension and Communications Director. Filling in for Tracy at the moment, we have Janice Bruno. Uh, she's the Interim Extension and Communications Director. We have Stacey Domalewski. She's the Research and Innovation Coordinator. She works 
Ruth Reynolds in the review of research proposals and scientific reports. Uh, then we have myself. She has some new staff. We have Charlotte Peckles. She's the operations manager and she does a lot of uh, behind the scenes work with the BCRC's business planning and budgetary process. She helps keep us all on track. And then we have Gloria and Linda who uh, provide the administrative and accounting work for the BCRC. So for anybody that hasn't visited beefresearch.ca, which is the BCRC website, what type of resources do you folks have for the producer community here in, in Canada? So we developed several resources with producers in mind. Uh, one of these is our webinar series that we host every year. Uh, so our webinar is just like attending a workshop or a conference, but it's from the comfort of your own home or office. So we bring the presentation right to you. Come as you are and join as you uh, see fit. So when you register for the webinars, you're able to uh, watch the recordings at a later date if you're not able to attend the session live. So normally here on the Atlantic Coast, the webinars are on at 10 o'clock at night and not everybody is a night owl. Um, so if you can't join me live, you can definitely watch those recordings later. The webinars, we like to showcase different topics. Um, they can be something ranging from some new research, um, it could be to something a little more practical, such as nasal vaccinations or tips for calving and things like that. Uh, if you're interested in watching any of our previous webinars, you can find those all on our website. Uh, you go under resources and you'll find the section for webinars or you can watch them on our YouTube page. It's at Beef Research, it'll get you to that page. We are working on the next webinar series for 2020-21. Uh, so stay tuned for what that webinar series is going to look like for the coming year. Yeah, so thank you very much. And one of the things that we're actually here to talk to you about today uh, is the uh, decision-making tool portion of the website. So you folks have developed over the past number of years several decision-making tools uh, to help producers make on-farm decisions based on several topics. Uh, can you just highlight briefly the types of tools that are available through the website? For sure. So the decision-making tools is designed using uh, scientific evidence to help back up the decision-making tools. So some of the tools that we have available on our website include the carrying capacity calculator, which we just released this spring. Uh, we have the cow-calf production indicators calculator. We have various feed cost calculators. We have the BRD vaccination cost benefit calculator. And on, in the same vein, we have the BBD vaccination cost benefit calculator. Some other interesting ones too, we have the bull valuation calculator and the value of calving distribution calculator. Some of these we'll highlight later on. Uh, we also have the economics of water systems calculator, economics of pregnancy testing, and the value of preconditioning calves, as well as the impact of body condition on cow productivity or profitability, or also known as the body conditions score calculator. Um, all of those are available on our website, so under resources and go to decision making tools and you'll find those all there. Or if you go to our homepage, you can scroll down to the near the bottom of the page and you'll find a block of squares that has some links directly to the different calculators. Today we're going to talk to Ellen about a couple of very specific tools available at beefresearch.ca, the carry capacity calculator and the evaluating feed test results. Ellen, let's start with the carrying capacity calculator. What can 
farmers and, and ranchers use this tool to help them make decisions for? So the carrying capacity calculator can help you determine what your grazing capacity is. So it helps you determine the amount of forage that's available for grazing animals in a specific pasture or field. Uh, so it helps you to understand what your availability of forage is on that particular piece and how long your group of animals will be able to graze that particular piece of land. The calculator can be used using two different techniques um, or methods. The first method is determined using the available provincial forage production guidelines. So using uh, whatever's applicable in your province to determine what the production of forage is on that piece of land. And it sounds complicated, but we've got lots of great directions on the carrier capacity calculator, both on the tool itself and within our blog post. Uh, the second method is a little more intense. Um, if you want to do any clipping, drying, or weighing of samples from that pasture to determine what the production is, you can do it that way. But the first method you can do right from your desk, your home office. So we'll go through that one just a little bit more in depth. The tool helps you go step by step in order to calculate what your forage capacity is. So using the provincial production guidelines, you can determine what your pasture production is. The step, first step is to determine your pasture condition. Uh, so we have a table that's here and helps you to determine your tame pasture condition based on the potential yield, the types of grass that you have, what your weeds content is, and what your fertility program looks like. So if you have an idea of what that information is, you can get a scoring on what the condition of your pasture is. So with that information, you can move into step two to determine the estimated forage yield. Uh, so based on the amount of precipitation that you get, or if you're using some type of irrigation, you can determine what the forage production is going to be for that pasture. Uh, then you can move on into forage yield based on the species of grass that's in the next table. Uh, so with that, you can determine what your pounds per acre is with the, with the various species of grass. Uh, and there's other links to additional provincial and regional forage estimates. So we have included some links to the Maritime Pasture Manual uh, that you can look at that and look at some of the forage yields for the different species as they exist in Atlantic Canada. So in the third step, uh, this is where you actually get to calculate the available forage. So using that information that you would have determined in the previous steps, then you can calculate what your total forage availability in the pasture is going to be. So for this, you need to have an idea of how large the pasture is um, and what your utilization rate is going to be. So how much of that grass the animals are going to eat before you move them again. So ideally it's take half, leave half, about 50%, but you can adjust that in there as you manage. Uh, for this, you also need to go into step four where you calculate the number of, calculate the animal units that are going to be on that piece of land. So the, stand, the standard animal unit is a 1,000 pound cow with a calf at their side. Most people don't have a 1,000 pound cow with calf at side. They're generally bigger than that. So that is taken into consideration where a larger animal is going to eat more grass. Uh, so you can adjust your animal units there and that will be accounted for uh, into the bottom of the calculator. Uh, where they will give you the total animal unit months or the AUMs and the total animal unit days. So based on the number of animals that you have here, um, it can tell you the number of animals that can graze for one month 
or the total number of days. So in the example that I have in front of me, which you guys can't see, but they're for this one pair on this particular pasture, they could have, or sorry, we can have 58 pairs on this particular piece of land um, based on 1300 pound cow with calf at its size. So it's a great tool to be able to figure out what you're what your available forage is, but also what your demand is. So when you put those two pieces together, you can better manage your pastures um, to optimize the amount of uh, forage production that you're going to have for the animals that you have. Excellent. So that leads us very nicely into the next tool, which is the evaluating feed test results. Um, so obviously one of the things that um, you need to know when making a lot of decisions around cattle is your available pasture. Uh, as well as your total feed and feed quality leading into the fall. So the evaluating feed test results, can you explain to us how that works and how it can tie in with your summer pasture decision-making tool? So leading into the fall, one of the tools that can be uh, very timely is the feed testing, like you said. So with this tool, um, it is designed to be able to tell you essentially what your feed test is telling you. So you want to feed test in order to avoid some production problems, such as having poor grains or having some uh, lower quality hay. It's very difficult or impossible to be able to tell what your feed quality is just by looking at it. You might have an, I think you have an idea of how good the feed quality is, but you really don't know until you send it in for a feed test and actually get that analysis back. So this tool is designed once you've had sent in that feed test and you get the results back well it's great you have that piece of paper with a bunch of numbers on it but what does that actually mean for your operation so with those numbers um, you can go down to our website onto a tool for evaluating feed test results and you can enter in that information into the boxes here so um, you can select based on the class of cattle that you're wanting to feed it to so you can select whether it's uh, some backgrounding some younger animals or you've got some replacement heifers mature cows or mature bulls you can also select what their average daily gain needs to be so maybe you're needing, needing to put on some more condition or maybe you're just trying to uh, have some maintenance at this point uh, and you can enter the weight of the animals as well so it gives the tool a better idea of the class of cattle that you're feeding and whether this is going to be applicable to that group or not so once you enter your feed test data uh, it's going to work just like a traffic light it'll give you a green for go that's good a yellow for caution or red uh, that it's not going to be the best feed for that group of cattle so once you have an idea of where this feed could be used maybe it's not something that's going to be fit for mature cows in peak lactation uh, or cows that have calf at foot but maybe this feed will be better used for your younger animals or maybe you have some bulls that you're trying to feed or just another type of cattle or uh, maybe this is a bunch of feed that you might be able to sell and then buy something different that's better going to fit your needs or maybe you need to add something into the feed in order to make it a better feed but the point of this is that you want to work with your extension experts in your area to be able to develop a ration that's going to fit your cattle. This is really meant to be a starting point so you can start that conversation. So you can have that chat with Jonathan here in Nova Scotia that can help you develop a ration and figure out what your best nutrition needs are going to be for 
your cattle so that you're not going to end up with some type of a wreck later in the year uh, that you're trying to avoid. We want to be able to maintain that body condition on cows particularly going into the winter or going into calving so that once those cows calve they have enough condition on them to be able to maintain feeding a calf but also to be able to return back into heat later on when you're wanting them to rebreed. By doing that then you're having calves that are being born on time and you're continuing that cycle of having heavier weaning weights and having cows that are on that cycle that you're able to uh, manage accordingly. Uh, it's all tied together and it can easily go downhill if you're not keeping track of things like your feed quality. So yes, relating that back to the care and capacity calculator, this one can give you uh, analysis of what your winter feed is going to look like what, or possibly your fall feeding is going to look like. Care and capacity calculator can give you an idea of uh, what your summer grazing is going to look like um, how long that grass might last you. It might give you an idea of when you might actually start needing to feed into the fall by knowing how much grass you actually have to feed the cattle that you're intending to feed. Ellen, one of the neatest things that I find about all of the tools available, or most of the tools, I guess, with on the BCRC website is two things, really, is that uh, you can use them on the website themselves. You can download them. And then I think the other thing that's very important is I find the very the tools very visual, uh, meaning that a lot of the results are, are either color coded and you use lots of graphs and graphics uh, to help explain the results. Can you talk a little bit about that and and why you've set them up that way and and how you do it? For sure. So we acknowledge that rural Internet is an issue for a lot of producers across Canada. Uh, so. A lot of our tools are available both in online format, so a more interactive format, and as an Excel tool that you can download. Um, using the interactive format on our website, there's a lot of color coding, a lot of graphics, um, a lot of ways that you can input your data and it can be displayed for you in different ways. Um, that also can be done in the Excel files, it just may not be as pretty as the online version. Uh, so the Excel files, you can download those and you can modify them in with your information as you see fit. Um, you could save those. You could make it for year to year if you wanted to do different things. Uh, you can have different copies of them. So it's meant to be flexible for different producers so that you can um, use it to your advantage to so whatever's going to work for you. Yeah, and I definitely encourage any, any of our listeners uh, who go on the beefresearch.ca website um, that would like to have one of the tools downloaded that either maybe don't know how or don't have the internet speed to do it, uh, to reach out to your provincial cattle uh, group and talk with them and how they might be able to get you a copy of that. For any of our listeners who want to connect with you or the BCRC team, how do they go about that? So if you want to reach us, you can find us on beefresearch.ca. Uh, you can sign up for our blog or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at beefresearch. Uh, you can link with us uh, from there. Excellent. Thanks very much. And we look forward to talking again with you in the very near future. All right. Thank you. Atlantic Stockyards Limited has been Atlantic Canada's major livestock market for over 60 years. The stockyards attract buyers regionally as well as extending into central Canada. Livestock auctions occur every Thursday with cattle, sheep, goats, hogs, rabbits, and poultry all featured. Additional information, such as previous market reports, feeder sale dates, and vaccination forms can be found on AtlanticStockyards.com. 
Here's the market report for the week ended October 16th, 2020, brought to you by Atlantic Stockyards, which has been Atlantic Canada's primary auction mark for more than 60 years. In the local hog market, base prices in Nova Scotia were $1.94.7 per kilogram. This was up 1.3 cents from last week. An Ontario base price was up 1.4 cents from last week to $1.856 per kilogram. In the Quebec market, base price was 2.087 per kilogram, up 3.3 cents from the prior week. On the cattle side, fed cattle Atlantic beef products were $2.23 on the rail, no change from the previous week. In Ontario, live steers sold for $1.36, moving up 6 cents from the prior week. And in Quebec, live steers were 79 cents, down 8 cents from last week. Call cattle at Atlantic Stockyard sold for 80 cents a change of positive two cents from last week, while rail price at Atlantic Beef Products was $1.54, no change from last week. Calls in Ontario averaged 65 cents, down seven cents from the prior week, and 67 cents in Quebec, moving down nine cents. Good bobcats between 90 and 120 pounds at Atlantic Stockyards sold for $161, up $6 from last week, while calves in Ontario were down 13 cents a pound, to a price of $1.15. Calves in Quebec were $1.09, a drop of 11 cents per pound. Base price for lambs at Northumberland Brookside Abattoir is at $10.30 per kilogram and mutton is $5 per kilogram. 50 to 64 pound lambs at Atlantic Stockyard averaged $2.61 per pound at 58 pounds, ranging from $2.35 to $2.80. In Ontario, 50 to 64 pound lambs averaged 287 per pound at 60 pounds, ranging from $1.50 to $337 and a half. For 65 to 79 pound lambs at Atlantic Stockyards, average $2.40 per pound at 75 pounds, ranging from $232 to $245. In Ontario, 65 to 79 pound lambs averaged $275 per pound at 73 pounds, ranging from $2 to $302 and a half. Use at Atlantic Stockyards range from $100 to $180, averaging $152, and in Ontario, use averaged $1.52 at 139 pounds, ranging from $1 to $270. In upcoming events, the Nova Scotia Cattle Producers and Sheep Producers Association will be offering virtual farm tours over the coming months, as well as virtual shoot side presentation by Dr. Alex Burrows of Fundy Vets discussing vaccination handling and injection techniques with cattle. Please check NS Cattle and NS Sheep or their Facebook and Twitter pages for updates. The 2020 Maritime Beef Conference Virtual Series begins October 22nd, occurring every Thursday for five weeks. Check out maritimebeef.ca for more information. The Maritime Beef Test Station Annual General Meeting is occurring virtually November 17th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Registration is required in advance by emailing office at nscattle.ca. And the Sheep Producers Association of Nova Scotia annual meeting is occurring on November 21st, 2020 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the DeBert Hospitality Center. Please register at novascotiasheep at gmail.com by November 6th if you plan to attend. Upcoming sale dates at Atlantic Stockyards include feeder sales on November 10th and 24th, a breeding stock sale on November 7th, and the Atlantic Elite Charlet sale, which will be on November 14th. More information on all those sales on AtlanticStockyards.com.
Also a reminder for Nova Scotia Department of Agriculture CAP programs available. The Cattle Industry Enhancement Program, the Sheep Industry Enhancement Program, and the Wildlife Damage Mitigation Program can all be found at novascotia.ca forward slash programs. This concludes another episode of Maritime AgCast. We would like to thank our producer, the Agri-Commodity Management Association, Director Ashley, as well as Matt Whitehour and Micah Dahl-Anderson of archesaudio.com for providing the music you heard during this episode. Until next time, happy farming and keep feeding the Maritimes.